Welcome to the Shorthand States here on the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast and our review of day one of this four, or is it going to be five, day States meeting where they are tackling once again the thorny issue of tax and benefit reforms. I'm Simon Delarue and with me is Matt Fallais and, uh, well, it's been quite a busy day. Uh, Now, Matt, uh, earlier uh, this week, and it was on this very feed, you were speaking to uh, Deputy Heidi Soulsby and you challenged her as whether the fairer alternative was really fairer. Well, one thing that we can certainly say is that it's now no longer an alternative because it's been voted down today by 16 votes to 24. Yeah, and of course, an earlier version of this amendment when it was debated in February lost only on a tied vote. So they lost support today between February and today, which I, in a way didn't surprise me. I thought that I wouldn't say that they were half-hearted in their, their amendment this time, but I did get the impression that because PNR had come back with their own tax plan again for a second time maybe a third time even that deputy Salisbury and her colleagues wanted to put their version back before the states again but it just felt to me as if they they didn't quite have the same level of certainty and commitment about it as they did in february and i wasn't surprised that it was defeated although i still think it was probably the package most likely to get through the the state's meeting so it but by my Uh, estimation it has now greatly increased the chances of this state's meeting ending with no agreed plan on long-term tax and spending again Uh, there is uh, well there are um, a few alternatives left on the table however one of them uh, that we're going to be hearing about later in the week is from deputy trot with a a suggestion to put up income tax instead now we we know that that's a a, uh, reflects a uh, an opinion that's out there in the community that are quite widely held. Do you think that might have had um, an influence on the defeat of this? Do you think that some some have been turned by that idea? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think the controversy there was over the proposed pension holiday w- was a quite a significant factor. I don't think that this amendment, the self-styled fairer alternative, would have got through this time anyway. But I think it lost some votes because in amongst the proposals was this idea of a three-year holiday in states contributions to the state's workers pension fund and uh, that received a lot of criticism from policy and resources and from some others Uh, and i think that probably uh, persuaded maybe one or two members um you know against voting for it so it, it got less support than i think it would have otherwise i think deputy trott's amendment on income tax um, what he believes is that if you, uh, you know, held a referendum, there is much more support or understanding in the community of a need to raise income tax than for GST. Now, that's probably true because income tax is perceived to be fairer. You know, you only pay it if you earn it. But I can't see him getting to 21 votes in the States, which is what he would need to get that amendment through. I mean, PNR will vote against it. And most of their supporters in this debate will vote against it. Um, I I think quite a number of those who supported Deputy Salisbury's amendment today will vote against it. So uh, he will get some support. He'll put it forward as a kind of credible last ditch attempt to prevent the states from emerging with nothing. Uh, I might be completely wrong, but I just can't see any way in which he can get to 21 votes for that amendment. Uh, Well, you you said that it's uh, it's increased the 
chances of there being nothing at the end of this uh, uh, torturous uh, process and torturous for the deputies as well, not just for us uh, listening to it. But uh, I, 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 di I was uh, speaking to a deputy there uh, on, at the end of that uh, debate who said that with every amendment that fails, uh, GST becomes more likely. Um, and that was not from a supporter of GST. So uh, perhaps it was a kind of word of warning from, from their perspective. I mean, obviously, it's something that uh, our listeners are going to be particularly uh, keen to hear more about it. You know, where are we with GST? Um, now, it's important to point out that GST is not the only thing that uh, PNR are hoping to get through. It does come with a major overhaul of uh, tax and benefits and social security, uh, including that new band of uh, income tax at 15% for earnings under 30,000 pounds, which they say is going to make it uh, much fairer for people on lower incomes. Are we any closer to a GST as a result of today, do you reckon? I don't think so. There is a fear more of a fear than there was back in February among deputies who are opposed to GST at this time that PNR might just get to 21 votes for the full for their full preferred package you know 5% GST 350 million pounds of borrowing to fund a, a list of capital projects with a total cost of about 600 million uh, but i think there's more fear among the anti-GST deputies than there is uh, optimism among the pro-GST deputies. I, I mean, I can't get to... I think they might put a couple of votes on, but I can't get to more than about 18 on when, when you run the numbers. And privately, many of the deputies who, who will be voting for GST and the other parts of the package that you've described say they don't think that it's going to get through the states either. So actually, I, I think it's true to say that the publicly, in some cases, privately, in all cases... The proposers of all of the amendments, all of the tax and spending packages this week, think their proposals will lose. And uh, there is this, I mean, statesmen in debate keep saying, or oh, the worst possible thing is that we could leave here with having made no decision on tax and spending. But I think the majority actually think that that will be the outcome. Yeah, I, Isn't that the impression you get? Yeah, I, I agree with you. And um, and of course, that could well mean that in the subsequent months, we're going to be talking about the cessation of work at the Princess Elizabeth Hospital, the cessation of any ambition to get a project up and running at the Les Osway campus and keeping the Guernsey Institute waiting. Um, implications, presumably, for not just the dairy, but Alderney Airport runway and everything else that has a big price tag on it. But... Um, Obviously, we are jumping ahead a little bit there because we've got another few days of debate to go on this particular uh, issue. Uh, and of course, we'll be back here, right here tomorrow and the next day. And we're told possibly even into Saturday um, to, to bring a new use of what's happened. But uh, before we go, let's just uh, hear now from Deputy Heidi Soulsby. She was the proposer of the amendment, which was styled the fairer alternative, along uh, backed by um, Deputy Gavin St. Pierre and also uh, Deputy Sasha Kazansva Miller. And uh, I spoke to her at the conclusion of today's proceedings to, uh, to ask her really how she felt about the fact that uh, her amendment had been defeated by 16 votes to 24. 
Well, I'm not surprised. We thought it was going to be difficult all along. Um, but my concern is that we end up with nothing at the end of the day. It's still very possible. Um, but really, there's no idea where, where it's all going at the moment. But we did try. We absolutely convinced that what we had was absolutely the right thing at the right time. Um, but yeah, it was clearly the states did, didn't want to follow that now. But I mean, actually, we did better than I expected. So I'm pleased about that. But of course, disappointed that it didn't go through. But the important was thing thing was not just voting everything down and just and just that would have been the easy thing to do. And I felt very much we had to put a credible alternative, which I, I absolutely believe it was. If your big fear is that uh, you will end up with nothing, then uh, you still have the opportunity to back one of PNR's three options because that amounts to something. But I can't support those options. I think, what we, I mean, PNR have all gone, given mixed messages for scenario one. One minute they're saying, you know, we can't do anything. It's not, we can't not do anything, but scenario one is effectively that. Scenario two is about um, borrowing without any income stream to, to pay for it. And the third option, their preferred scenario three, is the most high risk, where we want, they want to borrow a, a significant amount of money um, before we have the income stream in place. So that's the one that really, really concerns me, irrespective of whether they want to get the income stream through GST or something else. It's very high risk at this time of the states. And that's a bit that hasn't been considered. That's why our um, amendment was very much looking at where we are right now, a very pragmatic and realistic approach to the situation we're in. So what is your approach going to be now? Is there anything on the table at all that you feel you can back? I'm really struggling with everything. I think they've all got um, issues. Um, some of them have got unintended consequences. I mean, we've just got the uh, current one that we're looking at, which nobody really seems to understand anyway. It needs a flowchart to, to work out what the consequences are of um, going through it. So I think you know, members really need to think very carefully before thinking, oh, well, we've got to agree something, let's just go for that. And I think you know, this is, these are very, very important issues and we've got to get it right. Um, do you think, given that you, you achieved 20 votes uh, last time in February and just 16 this time, do you think it was an error in the end to suggest uh, the uh, pension holiday, which took a lot of criticism? No, I mean, it didn't need to be. I mean, as we said, it wasn't cr critical to the policy letter. I absolutely think it was right. I mean, goodness, if we hadn't actually put that in there, we wouldn't have known what was happening to the pension fund for a start. And I think we really need to ask questions about the um, investment policy on that fund uh, and what's happening with it. Uh, I think it's definitely cer certainly something that we need to take fr from that. Finally, can you offer any optimism to listeners that at the end of this process, uh, hopefully on Friday, if not uh, on Saturday, I'm told, that we'll actually have some uh, tangible benefit from the, the time that you've spent in there in four or five days debating all this? Well, I can't, but I go back to um, the concerns I had all, all along. PNR haven't really listened. They've produced scenarios which are um, no more appealing than February. In, in fact, worse. I mean, the requirement to using GST to for to, to enable us to spend loads of money on capital when back in February we were told it was GST because we had an ageing population. And I think that's caused co complete confusion amongst the, the public as much, uh, and, and steps members. One minute it's, it's ageing population and then now it's, uh, uh, we, we, we got, we're so underinvested we've got, we've got to spend it now. Okay, so you're saying it will be their fault, they'll say it's your fault, but at the end of the day you know, you've got four days now to get together with them and create something that, that might be workable. I am absolutely 
absolutely happy if um, PNR wants to come to us. I have tried over the in period since February to try and see if we could come up with a situation that would be uh, approved and, and would get the, the whole assembly in support or get at least a majority of support. That wasn't taken up. And I think that's one reason why we're where we are. We've got, um, we know that it's, it's not going to be, um, have much support from the states because if you look at how many amendments we've got, I mean, if they had been doing the work which they said and been consulting with members, we wouldn't have nine amendments. Deputy Salisbury, thank you very much.